Hello and welcome to the very first episode of J.E.'s Mike. I'm your host, Johnny Wu, and I'm thrilled to kick off this podcast where we'll be exploring a wide range of topics from relationships, family, personal development, societal issues, and everything in between. Now, the topic of discussion in this episode is... How do you resolve conflict and disagreement in a healthy and constructive way as a couple? Before we delve into this topic, we all know how fragile our families are today. Living together as a couple today is something that is facing a lot of challenges. A lot of families are breaking down. A lot of couples are leaving each other today because they cannot handle conflict and disagreement in their relationships. Now, we understand that the fabric of every society is the family. And if we do not take care of how we live as couples, if we do not protect that institution of the family, then our very society will be destroyed to the core. And so how do you resolve conflicts and disagreements in a healthy and constructive way as a couple? First of all, I want to say that conflict is a natural part of any relationship, but conflict doesn't have to be destructive. In fact, when handled properly, Conflict can be an opportunity for growth and strengthening the bond between couples. Today we'll discuss some effective strategies to help you navigate conflict and to keep your relationship strong. Let's understand what conflict really is. Conflict can be seen as a clash of perspectives, a clash of needs and desires. And so it is important to remember that everyone has their unique way of seeing the world. Everyone has a different perspective in life. And these differences can lead to disagreement. But it's not the conflict itself that is problematic. It is how we handle this conflict as couples. So today I have some strategies that I'll be discussing to help you navigate conflict and disagreement in your family, in your marriage, and in your union. Now let's explore some practical strategies for resolving conflicts in a constructive way. The first strategy is staying calm and respectful. When a disagreement arises, avoid shouting or getting defensive. Stay calm, stay respectful even if the topic is emotional. When you stay calm and collected, you not only think clearly, but also you show your partner that you respect their feelings even when you disagree. When things get so heated, I want you to remember that it is not a contest to see who can raise their voice the loudest. Respectful communication is your secret weapon as a couple. Take a deep breath always. Keep that tone level and watch your conflicts transform into an opportunity for understanding and growth. Conflict may be inevitable. But the way we handle conflict is entirely in our control. So don't just weather the storm. 
embrace the calm and let your love for each other guide you as you navigate disagreement in your relationships. Stay calm, stay respectful with one objective only, to get a solution, not to win an argument. The second important strategy that you should be applying in solving conflict and disagreement in your home as a couple is the use of I statements. Express your feelings and needs using I statements. For example, say I feel hurt when I am not given a chance to express my thoughts. Instead of, you never let me express my thoughts and that hurts. You see, when you use I statements, it becomes an effective strategy to resolve conflict and disagreement in a constructive manner. You express your feelings, your thoughts and needs without blaming or accusing your partner. Instead of saying you never listen to me, you could say I feel unheard and frustrated when I don't feel like my perspective is being considered. By framing your concerns in this way, you take ownership of your emotions and you communicate your experience. You make it easier for your partner to understand and empathize with your point of view. I statements also promote open and non-defensive conversations. When you use I statements, you create a safe space for both of you to express yourselves honestly and openly without fear of judgment and criticism. Now, this approach encourages active listening. It encourages empathy. It encourages validation, which are all crucial elements for solving conflicts and building a stronger connection. I statement also helps prevent escalating arguments and instead it fosters a more collaborative atmosphere where couples can work together to find mutual satisfying solutions to their problems. And that brings me to the next strategy, which is listen actively. Always make an effort to truly listen to your partner. Reflect their feelings and thoughts to show that you understand. Active listening involves more than just hearing your partner's words. It requires genuine effort to understand their perspectives, their emotions, and their needs. To practice active listening, you should maintain eye contact with your partner. You should use non-verbal cues such as nodding and facial expression to show empathy and to avoid interruption when your partner is speaking. Allow each other to express themselves fully before responding. When you actively listen, you're not just waiting for your turn to speak. You're diving deep into your partner's feelings, into your partner's thoughts, into their concerns. This is where the magic truly happens. The moment when you grasp the intricate nuances of their perspective. Active listening is not just about words. It's about recognizing the fear, the hope, the pain, and the joy that resides in your partner's heart. Now, when couples actively listen to each other, they can gain insights into the 
underlying issues causing tension in their relationship. This understanding can lead to productive discussions and the development of solutions that meet both partners' needs. When we actively listen, it also helps to build trust and emotional intimacy in a relationship. Active listening demonstrates genuine commitment to the well-being of the other person. By making active listening a regular practice in your relationship, couples can navigate conflict and disagreement in a way that strengthens their bond and lead them to a more harmonious interaction. The third strategy that couples must apply in resolving conflicts and disagreement is empathy. You must empathize as a couple. You must be able to put yourself in your partner's shoes. Understand their perspective even if you disagree with them. Empathizing is a very powerful and essential strategy for resolving conflicts and disagreements. Understanding and acknowledging your partner's emotions and perspective is very important. When you do so, you can avoid escalating conflict and instead you can work towards finding mutual, satisfying solutions for your relationship. Empathizing also allows you to build a deeper emotional connection and it strengthens the bond in your relationship. When you empathize, You promote trust and compassion in your relationship, which are essential ingredients for a healthy union. When you prioritize empathy in your disagreement, you are more likely to find common ground and resolve your differences in a way that fosters understanding compromise. Ultimately, when you prioritize empathy, you lead your relationship to a more harmonious and loving atmosphere. So when you embrace empathy, you're saying, I value your perspective, even if it's different from mine. It's in these moments of shared emotions and vulnerability that your connection deepens and conflicts become stepping stones to intimacy. So empathize with your partner always. Be in their shoes. Understand where they're coming from. It's very important. The next strategy that can help you resolve conflict and disagreement in a healthy way is compromise. Find a middle ground by being willing to give and take. That's what relationships are all about. You must be willing to give and take because you're getting yourself into a union with somebody who is totally different from you, from a different background, from a different culture, with a different growth circumstance. So you must be willing to give and take. You cannot be the one who makes every decision or everything has to go your way or no way. So you must be able to compromise. It's not about one person winning. It's about finding solutions that work for both of you. Remember, no two people are exactly alike. And disagreements are a natural part of any relationship. Instead of trying to win every argument or push one's own agenda, the focus should be on finding common ground, finding solutions that work for both of you. Compromise means both partners are willing to make concessions for the greater good of the relationship.
relationship. It involves open communication, negotiations, and commitment to finding a win-win solution for your marriage, for your relationship. As a couple, you should approach disagreement with the mindset that you are a team and that your goal here is to strengthen your bond rather than win one argument. This approach not only resolves conflict, but it fosters trust, respect, and a deeper connection between you and your partner. Compromise is not about losing yourself, no. In fact, it's about transforming your differences into an opportunity for connection. Compromise is the recognition that we are all wonderfully unique and through our compromise, we can create a masterpiece together. So don't lose yourself. No, don't lose your perspective. No, but understand that here we have an opportunity to bring our strengths and weaknesses and make a masterpiece for the good of both of us and those that we procreate in the relationship. The other strategy that most couples don't find it popular is to take a break if needed. Take a break if needed. When the discussion is escalating, let me tell you something. It's okay to take a break and revisit the topic when emotions have calmed down. You know, in the heat of the argument, sometimes the best move is to take that break. Stepping away for a while can be the saving grace for your relationship. It's not about running from the problem. Don't get me wrong here. It's not about avoiding the problem. It's about regaining your composure so that you can return to the discussion with a cooler head and a clearer perspective. And that way, you come back to the situation to solve, to find solutions, and not to argue and win. So take a break when you do. When you take a break, it allows you to step away from the immediate conflict. It gives you the space and time to calm down, to collect your thoughts, gain your perspective on the situation, and revisit the topic. Now, when you take a break, I want to encourage you to engage in self-reflection and consider your own emotions and triggers. Also, consider what might be contributing to the disagreement or the tension that you're having with your partner. When you feel that your emotions intensify, a break can prevent you from saying things that you might regret later. It's a moment to gather your thoughts, reflect on what's truly important, and prepare for a more productive and constructive conversation. Ultimately, taking a break is about pressing the reset button on your disagreement. When you come back to the conversation, you can approach it with fresh energy and a renewed commitment to understand each other. In fact, taking a break is a very powerful reminder that conflict resolution is not just about winning or losing, but it's about growing as a couple. There is opportunity in every conflict, in every disagreement for the couple to grow and have a deeper connection. So don't hesitate to take a break when you need one. It's a very valuable tool that you have in your arsenal for a healthy and constructive conflict resolution as a couple. The final strategy that I'll talk about is that of seeking professional help. 
if conflicts persist and it negatively impacts your relationship, I want you to consider couples therapy. The decision to engage in couples therapy is not a sign of failure in your relationship. No, that is the convention that I have experienced most couples thinking that when they consult a therapist, it means they cannot solve their problems. They have to bring in a third party. No. Engaging a couple's therapy is not a sign of failure in your relationship. Rather, it is a proactive step towards addressing issues that may be causing strain or unhappiness in your relationship. Now, a trained therapist can provide a safe and neutral space for both partners to express their feelings, their concerns, and their perspectives through open and honest communication. Facilitated by a skilled professional, couples can gain a deeper understanding of each other's needs, desires, and triggers. And this understanding can form the foundation for resolving conflict in a way that promotes empathy and collaboration rather than hostilities and resentment. Don't hesitate to get a professional to help you, to intervene, to save your relationship. It's important. Every relationship that is saved is an active act of building and fostering a cohesive society. So if you have an opportunity to save your relationship, do not let it go. A skilled therapist provides an unbiased perspective and equips you with the tools to navigate the treacherous waters, helping you to find common ground and reigniting the flame of understanding and connection in your relationship. Remember, seeking professional help, like I said again, is not a sign of failure. It's a testament that you are committed to that relationship. It's a testament that you are committed to saving your relationship. In fact, it's a testament of your love or your partner. Whenever our vehicles have a problem, we consult an expert to fix the mechanical issue. So the relationship experts are also there to diagnose and mend the underlying issues in your relationship. So do not underestimate the use of a professional help when you think, when you know that the conflicts, the disagreement is overwhelming for you and your partner. Couples therapy is about illuminating the path to a healthier communication, resolving past wounds and strengthening the foundation of your love. So don't look at it as a sign of failure. Don't look at it as a sign of weakness. It is a sign of commitment to your love. It is a sign of commitment to each other. The thoughts that I have expressed here in this episode of J is Mike are my personal thoughts, are my opinion. I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm not a couples therapist. I am John Ewell, the host of J is Mike. I hope you found these insights helpful in navigating conflict and disagreement in your relationship. And I'll ask you to please hit the subscribe button to listen to more episodes of J.E.'s Mike. And don't forget to share. Let's help couples navigate through their challenges in a healthy way.
If you have questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the future, just drop them in the comment section and we'll be able to explore those topics for you in subsequent episodes. Thank you for listening. This is Jay Ismike and I'm your host, John Awu.